Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 64. This will be our last podcast on the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema of Christ, and I want to end this in the book of Revelation chapter 4. You see, we've looked at the purpose of the judgment seat in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 and following. We've looked at preparation for the judgment seat. That is that we have to be changed. We cannot go to heaven like this. We can't stand before God like we are in our own mortality. That has to be changed and we have to be clothed in immortality, with incorruption, with a body that will not decay. And that's talked about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50, 51 and following. And then the process of what will be judged. And we looked last podcast at the concept of the quality of our works, the kind of works, not how many, not the quantity, but the sort, whether it's gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble. And we looked at the Lord Jesus standing before him. Well, I want to end these Judgment Seat Bema podcast out of Revelation chapter 4, where it talks about the place where the judgment will take place. Now, in chapter 4 and verse 1, John is caught up into the presence of God. And immediately, according to verse 2, he was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one that sat on the throne. Now, that is a Greek word. It's the word thronos, and it's brought right over into our language, throne. It's a transliteration, but it is a place where a potentate, a king, a uh, someone who is royalty would be be sitting. And he who sat on it was like Jasper. Now, Jasper is, according to the book of Revelation itself, at the end of the book, is clear like a diamond and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne. When we get to heaven, we're going to see the other side of the rainbow. Why? Because the bow was set in the sky to show the promises of God and that God had made a covenant and he'd be faithful to his covenant. And the bow was the reminder of God's faithfulness to the covenant. Well, when we get on the other side of the rainbow, when we see, when we get to heaven and we're around the Lord's throne, we're going to see that his promises were true all the way around 360 degrees, that God is faithful completely, not only on earth, but in heaven. And he said it was the appearance like it was green, emerald. Uh, Verse 4, and around the throne there were 24 thrones. And on the thrones were 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had victor's crowns. It's not diadema. This is the word stephanos. They had victor's crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne, do you see how many times the word throne is mentioned? It's giving you the idea that we're before a king now. 
now. You might want to circle or highlight ever how many times the word throne is mentioned in Revelation 4, and you're going to have a lot of circles and highlights. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. This is the symbol of power. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. God in all of his spiritual magnitude is there in the fullness of the spirit. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. You'll remember before the presence of God, before you went into the presence of God in the tabernacle and later in the temple, uh, there was a procedure for doing that. And one was you always went by the wash basin. You always went and was cleansed before you went into the holy place. And then the high priest, before he went into the holy of holies, he always had to go through the laver, the lavatory, and be cleansed. And that was called the Sea of Solomon. Well, in verse 6, before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. Uh, there was no need for washing, and there will be no need for washing in heaven because there's not going to be any more confession. No more, Lord, forgive me, because all of that is over with, and we are now in our glorified bodies, and we are glorified before him, and we'll be just like him. Beloved, right now we're the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, like in Revelation 4, we shall see him, we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes, front and back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes, round and within, and they did not rest night and day, saying, Holy, 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 Kadosh, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and who is to come. Now, where have we seen this imagery before? In Isaiah chapter 6, where they're described, these creatures, as the seraphim. Seraph is burning one, and seraphim, plural, burning ones, had six wings. With two, they covered their face. Two, they covered their feet. With two, they flew around. They ceased not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy. Isaiah lives 750 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Here we are are now 2750 years later this is still in the future when this is being talked about and so remember in heaven there is no time that's an earthly commodity that was created time had a beginning and time will have an end in heaven we live in a oxymoronic reality that is the eternal present now when i say eternity and use the word present in the same voice that blows my mind because that's the only way I can describe it to you. There is no time in heaven. That is why 750 years before Christ, we see the same thing going on 2,700 years later as of this year, today. And it's like you pull back the curtain and uh, 2,700 years later in time, they're still doing what they were 2,700 years earlier. Why? Because these creatures were created to praise the name of the Lord forever and forever. There is no time. This is what they do. So a worship service is continually going on in heaven. And when we get there, we're not going to start. No, they're not waiting on us because there's no such thing as waiting in heaven. Why? Because there is no time. 
And so this worship service is going on, and these living creatures are praising God, who is worthy to receive honor and glory and all of these things. And this great worship service is going on, and they are praising God for creating them. It's an amazing thing. It says that God is worshiped when we get to heaven as creator before he's worshiped in chapter five as redeemer and the one who has saved us. In other words, we're going to praise God for creation before we praise him for salvation. Why? Because God really takes this creator thing very seriously. And all you have to do is read the Bible and you'll see that God starts out with creation in his relationship to man. And so look at what the scripture says. And whenever these living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever, the 24 elders, and I believe that represents the Old Testament patriarchs, uh, the 12 and the 12 apostles, the last one being Matthias, not Paul. He was an apostle of a special time and dispensation and a special purpose. But no, it was Matthias who took the place of Judas. And the Bible says in the book of Acts that he was numbered with the 12. In other words, he was one of the 12, and it says that they worship him who lives forever and ever, and they cast their Stephanos, their victor's crowns, before him, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. What are we going to do with the crowns? the Stephanos, the Stephanoi, the Stephania that God gives to us. We're not going to strut around heaven and say, look what I get that you didn't get. No, that's earthly kind of talk. We're not going to do any of that in heaven. What we're going to do is we're all going to fall down before the throne of God in heaven and sing worthy is the lamb who created us. Worthy is the lamb that was slain and has redeemed us. Worthy is the lamb. And we're going to cast all of our crowns before the Lord Jesus. And the reason is, is because he is worthy. You see, salvation is of God from the beginning to the end. The one that starts a good work in us will sustain it and will bring it to pass until the day of Jesus Christ. You see, you and I have no cause to walk around boasting about anything we do. We are what we are by the grace and mercy of God. Grace and mercy are the different sides of one coin. Grace is all that God does for us in Jesus that we certainly do not deserve, but that he gives to us. Mercy, on the other hand, is very underrated because it's all that God withholds from us that we do deserve. And so one day we will give God his praise and due glory because he is worthy. We're not worthy. He is worthy. And one day, whatever it is that God has graciously allowed us to do in his name, we will give him his rightful place as we take any crown that we receive and we will lay it at his feet because without him, we would not have life. Because you see, he's not just a part of your life and mine. If we're followers of Jesus, if we are his disciples, if we are his Talmudim, if we have enrolled in his school, Jesus is not an add-on. He's not just a part of our life. He is our life. And I pray this will be an encouragement to you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. 
Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.